everybody. It's me, Elroy Ketchum, a.k.a. the High Quality Negro, a.k.a. Birmingham's only Super Saiyan. And I'm coming to y'all on the Nerd Plate, where you get your weekly helping of black nerd culture every week. And guys, I'm here running by myself today. Big shout out to the homie Rock Man for doing his own uh, solo episode on Tuesday. Uh, learned a lot about Anthem that I probably didn't know or didn't care to know because uh, I don't watch trailers. But Rockman's analysis has proven to me that I think Anthem's going to be a really good game. But that's neither here nor there. I'm here by myself today to talk about one thing and one thing only. Something I'm very passionate about. Something I've loved ever since I've ever since Toonami was even a thing. And that's Dragon Ball Z. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for however many long years this podcast has been existed, in whatever form it has may existed, you know that I am the biggest, goofiest Dragon Ball Z nerd probably that you know or even have heard talk. Um, Dragon Ball Z, for me, was is still my favorite anime of all time. Number one, plenty of people say, you know, oh, that's for, you know, people who don't really want to watch anime, they don't care about story, blah, 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 blah. Fuck them. They're wrong. Dragon Ball Z is amazing. Not only because the story is a, is actually fluid and makes perfect sense if you just watch the damn thing, the fight scenes are amazing. And plus, how can you not like Goku? Okay, sure, yeah, he wasn't a great father, but, you know, come to think of it, was Piccolo... Yeah, you say Piccolo about raised Gohan, but you forget Piccolo let Gohan as a four-year-old survive in the wilderness by his damn self for six months. So who's the who's the real good father? Yeah, fuck you. And uh, if you really want to put it to test, Goku died to save his son and the planet uh, probably four or five times. So, you know, before you point fingers, you know, fuck you. That's what. Maybe you're not so great, so great a damn dad. You know, did you die for your son? Fuck no, I don't think so. So shut the hell up. Anyway, I apologize. That was an outburst. Uh, I just, I get really passionate about Dragon Ball Z, as you see, as you can tell. Um, uh, yeah, I, I really can't put my passion about Dragon Ball Z into words because this podcast, this episode, particular episode of the podcast, would be, you know, probably a few hours long. And y'all ain't here today. Y'all are here for this review because if you're like me, you went and saw this movie as soon as you fucking could. Um, if you want to see it this weekend or if you plan on seeing it in the future, please stop this episode right now because it's mad, mad, mad spoilers ahead. And I don't really care about you and your feelings because you decided to listen to this past this point. You're a grown up. Act like one. Unless you're, you know, younger. And if that's the case, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast anyway, because I curse a lot. So I'm going to break down this movie um, a bunch of different ways. Uh, I have to compare it to the fir- to the um, to its predecessor, I guess, which would be Super S- Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan, which was the Dragon Ball Z equivalent of this movie. Uh, and I'm definitely not going to compare it to the second Dragon Ball Z Broly movie, which was the appearance of Bio Broly, because that movie was retarded, but it was still good. It was just retarded. Um, before I get into that, a uh, couple of shouts out. 
Um, this all would not have been possible without um, my fantasy football league being as trash as they were. And yes, I'm shit talking. And yes, I'm going to give this episode to them tomorrow. And when it drops on Thursday, I want you guys to know it is currently the 30th at 1145. So that's when I'm starting this. Yes, I waited to the last minute, but I have things going on in my life. I'm doing stuff. Damn, leave me alone. Anyway, uh, big shout out to my final, final, uh, final fantasy, my fantasy football uh, league. Um, I would go down and name their team names, but that would name drop. And I don't think they want to be embarrassed like that. But when this beginning of football season began, we, we made a bet. Whoever wins will get a nice dinner, you know. Originally, it was planned that the person who won and, you know, the spouse or girlfriend, whatever you want to call it, would also be included. You know, and of course, the, I have to mention, these are all black people. So, of course, the bet changes. People forget, you know what I'm saying? You know, people renege. I expect that. So, the bet got changed a bunch, blah, blah, blah. It gets down to probably week 10 or 11. Me, by the way, had one of the best possible seasons of all time. I went on an eight-game run streak. I think I lost one. And either way, I ended up with a 9-4 record. The number one seed in my playoff division. So then the bet comes back up. Hey, who if, you, if we win, are we seriously going to do this dinner thing? Man, nah, I heard y'all forgot. Man, I'm still with it. You know what I'm saying? Other dudes didn't respond, blah, blah, blah. So it gets down to the championship game. I'm in it. And the other gentleman I'm in it who fought a very hard battle. Um, shout out to uh, Uncle B. You know, he know who he is. Uh, he fought a very hard battle. And it turned out I won. I'm not going to say I beat the shit out of him. I'm not going to say I greased him. But I won. So, you know, it, it's 20, it was 2019. So I, I decided, hey, I'm not going to be that guy. We black people, we we young, we struggling, we trying to raise families and eat and all that good stuff. So I was like, I ain't gonna break y'all bank because the old me would have been like, Yeah, y'all niggas is taking me to the steakhouse and I'm getting the fattest steak that they got and y'all finna pay for it. Nah. I knew this movie was coming out. I knew I wanted to see it. I knew I wanted to see it with my homies that appreciate Dragon Ball Z for what it is. So I was like, you know what? Y'all ain't even gotta do nothing. Just take me see this movie, man. And probably buy me some popcorn. And that's what happened, except I bought my own popcorn because, you know, I was probably lucky enough to get one ticket because, you know, niggas. But that's cool. Uh, big shout out to the Final Fantasy. I keep calling y'all the Final Fantasy Football League, but big shout out to the Football League. Um, better luck next year. Uh, SSJ, Wavy Gods, forever. You know, best record in the league. Take one. Uh, <laughs> also, shout out to Akira Toriyama because <laughs> without him, we wouldn't have this shit. Also, shout out to uh, the AMC Movie Theater for having um, having just a baller-ass movie experience, you know? If you haven't had a chance and you live in Birmingham, go to your local movie theater. Probably the Vestavia one is the best one. We went to Patton Creek because Vestavia didn't have it. But the movie-going experience has just re-upped and just fucking impressed me because they got the heated seats. They got reclining seats. They bring your food, too. You move to you while you're in the movie. I mean, they just trying to be lavish as fuck, and I'm not hating on that. I love it. Um, so yeah, let me let me go ahead and jump into it. Uh, when we got there, I, I, it was as expected. The movie sold out within like a day, 
or two before it came the day it, the day it came out it sold out i think the day before so i already knew this movie was good so that's why i pressured my people into buying my ticket so i didn't even have to work so we get there of course i got to buy my own popcorn and movie theater's packed i mean packed so hard window seats left so <laughs> Found my friends, got me a little, nice little medium bucket of popcorn. You don't go with the large because you, you're not going to eat it all. You don't go with the small because you're not going gonna to finish that before the damn movie come on. So you get the medium, you get you a drink, and you chill, and you're good. So we get there, and of course, the movie is everything I wanted it to be. It's uh, probably a little bit more than I wanted it to be. And afterwards, we had a long, good discussion about it, and... I'm I'm ready for fucking Super Season 2, man. Uh, I hope this happens. And this is also coming right off the heels of Dragon Ball Fighter Z dropping their Season 2 DLC trailer, which includes um, Videl, which includes... Fuck, it doesn't really matter. Jiren is in this one. And Jiren looks like everything he was in Super, which is a motherfucker. I mean, like the anime version of Debo, Omar from The Wire... Fuck, just every fucking bully from every hood movie ever imagined. So I can't definitely can't wait for that. <coughs> I got uh, put on. I posted on Instagram and uh, Facebook that I got Smash Bros. in December. It's barely been a month, and I'm gonna have to put it right back down. Cause when Broly drops, I'm I'm gonna be real hard back on Dragon Ball Z. I'm not even gonna lie. So where do we where do we start with this? Um. Overall, I gotta give that movie a A A plus. A plus 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 because it was perfect. It was beautiful. It had everything. Drama, a a great plot with like two two or three stupid additions additions to the plot. Um it had humor, it had action, it had it was beautifully done, made, voiced, you know, uh the production team, which was Toei Animation did they damn thing but they have always treated dragon ball z right because they know that's their breadwinner uh uh the original i guess running the time was 100 minutes so it wasn't too long it wasn't too short it was perfect um the budget for the movie was 8.5 million dollars this is off of mo Mojo Box, I don't know, some movie fucking website. You can Google the shit if you want to. I'm not here for the facts. I'm just here to give you information. Uh, the box office f- for this movie is currently $98.9 million. The budget of it was $8.5 million. So that is a testament to how well this movie and these types of movies do. And hopefully, you know, we can push to have more anime movies come to the States and show out in theaters like they do in Japan. So we don't get the shit, you know, two months later on like a streaming service or something and we have to buy it like, oh, you have to buy this in stores or you're never going to fucking see it. Or, you know, you have to do and go through nefarious means to get the shit. I've seen this movie four times. Once in the theaters, three times through the nefarious means that as they may be. Shout out to the internet for that. Um, in a little group chat that I have with uh, some fellas I play basketball with, the video was posted, I think, three times. And two times it was taken down. I actually posted one of them because I saw it on Facebook, but 
that's neither here nor there. I'm here to help my people. You know what I'm saying? So, um, let's see. I guess I can just jump right into the plot of this movie, of the new movie, the super movie. Um, I will go back to the plot for Dragon Ball Z a little later. So, um, movie starts out uh, with a very blandish timeline, I guess. Not bland, uh, bleak. So, it starts out 41 years ago from Planet Vegeta, which is where the original started off. So, Planet Vegeta, ruled by King Cold and his son Frieza, who I've learned their species is called Frost Giants or some shit like that. I don't know. I remember reading that. But King Cold runs Planet Vegeta like a, like a real nigga, I guess. And the Saiyans are scared of him. They're intimidated by him, even though it's more of them than there are of Frieza and his people. Now, King Cold is just shows up one random day. It's like, hey, y'all, um, I'm going to fucking retire because I'm tired. I'm going to let Frieza run this shit. Frieza looks like he's like eight or five, effectively, because King Cold, who's a, like a fully grown man, is like eight feet tall. Frieza's like this nigga's like kneecap, and he already command niggas. So, one, shout out to Frieza for being, you know, who he is. Still believe he's a she because... Japanese people are weird. Frieza's totally a dude, but he sounds like a female. That's another story. Anyway. So, of course, Frieza gets down there. He's like, hey, y'all, I'm just telling you, new regime don't mean to get easier. And he introduces them to the scatter technology, which, if you watch Dragon Ball Z from season one, scatter technology is is pretty much how anybody knows what you're worth. That's how your power level, your health, all that nonsense. But these are like some new and improved ones. I guess because Frieza puts one on and he immediately sees four niggas trying to take him out sniper style and he or no I think it was just two either way he dispatches them rather quickly and by rather quickly I mean like pew pew dead didn't take offense to it he's just like yeah that's what's up man <laughs> y'all niggas dead uh of course um Frieza makes King Vegeta not our Vegeta, but Vegeta's dad looked like a whole bitch because he makes him kneel. He basically, he almost makes the motherfucker cry just because he's like scared of him and everything. Uh, it goes on, you know, Frieza and King Cold leave and they go back to wherever the fuck they go. It never really explains like Frieza's homeworld. King Vegeta goes to his son and who his, it would be Vegeta, our Vegeta in his little birthing pot, and he's like, soon, my son, you know, hoping his son grow up to be, like, the greatest Saiyan of all time, which I'm glad he died when he died, because he would have been impressed, but he would have been disappointed to see, you know, his son pale in comparison to another motherfucker. Now, this is where it gets a little different. The birthing pod that Vegeta is in, our Vegeta, is not, like, a royal birthing pod. They just birth them in, like, rooms, which... It's always been odd to me because I assumed since Vegeta is the prince of all Saiyans, he would have his own, like, fancy dad, fancy doodad of a birthing pod. Nah, this nigga in here with everybody else. So that's, you know, that's faults on King Vegeta for not having, you know, better organization skills. And he has no wife, so 
to be fair, he probably just like throw all the damn babies in damn in a room. I don't want to see them. So he looks at his son's power level, and it's oh shit, it's pretty high. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> Vegeta's not the star of this goddamn movie, is he? No, Broly is. So they notice Broly's pod, and they're like, oh, what's wrong with this pod? And uh, the the scientists who all say like, oh man. Every time we try and test them, the scouter would be broken. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, nah, man, fuck that shit. Get a real scouter or get a new one. He scans them and it reads. And it's significantly lower, which is even is weird because Broly was born with a power level of, in the old in, in the old version, 10,000. In this version, about 9,000. But when King Vegeta scans it the second time, it reads very low. Lower than his sons. But he is known and seen hit malfunction a regular scouter. So he decides, hey, it's time for him to go. He might be a threat. I really want my son to be the best. So picture this like your dad runs a football team. And you are on that football team. You know your dad's the coach. Everybody else knows your dad's the coach. So favorably, you get the ball a lot more than everybody else. You may not necessarily be the best football player out there, but your dad's the coach. He's going to get you the ball because you're his son. And if there's someone better than you on the team, what is that? Pro- if your dad's <laughs> the wrong kind of coach, what does he do? Makes that kid work harder than ever to try and prove something. So in that very fashion, King Vegeta sends Broly off to a planet because if you know anything about Saiyans before the planet was destroyed, their whole mission was to conquer planets and sell them to the highest bidder. They're basically fucking space pirates. <coughs> so they're like, and they're also Spartans. It's like Spartans, as in they send their child, their young off very young, and expect them to do all the dirty work and grow up, be a warrior, sell the planet because it's in their blood. All they know is how to fucking fight and survive and kill and murder and shit. So. Vegeta sends Broly off to this planet named Vampa, which is damn near inha- uninhabitable. Um, no real way to bleed, breathe because Paragus, Broly's dad, ends up trying to stop King Vegeta and going after Broly. When he gets to the planet, he has to put on an oxygen mask, or a little oxygen mask, or whatever the fuck saying breathe. I guess it's oxygen. And he has to go search for his son. It takes him a minute because... <laughs> Uh, they get there during a storm, which I guess was only for to make the movie a little bit longer and to set up the dangerous environment that Broly's been living in for the past few days. Um, of course, they get greeted by all the necessary aliens on that planet or creatures, life forms, whatever the hell. And they have trouble with it. Broly's been here a minute. Broly's been eating these damn things. No oxygen mask. Straight eating random life forms and surviving like a motherfucker. Now, Paragus and his little uh, friend, I guess, who ship he stole, get on the planet and struggle a little bit. So, they find Broly. He's a kid. He's been doing his job. He's been killing and trying to fuck shit up. But when they get there, you know, he, he fights. Paragus apparently snaps his tail or whatever and calms his ass down. And it gets on where, oh, man, we have a lot of food. We can last for a whole week. 
But after that, we're going to struggle. Paragus, like a real nigga, is like, nah, I know how we can make food last longer. Shoots that dude straight in the face. So cannibalism is clearly a part of Saiyan culture. Not okay with that. But, hey, you got to do what you got to do to survive. You know what I'm saying? So we skip to Bardock, uh, who was returning from another mission. And he sees... When he's coming back from space, he sees a lot of Frieza's forces spaceship all around the planet, circling it. That's not normal, apparently. And Bardock know what's up, you know. He see bullshit for what it's worth. And he knows he can't do nothing about it. He knows there's no plan to do anything about it. And he tries to tell a few people. Of course, as you know, if you've watched uh, Dragon Ball Z, the story of Bardock, it doesn't matter. No one listens. Because apparently this shit is, you know, coming sooner rather than later. We also get to meet Goku's mom for the first time. Uh, we've never seen, well, one, I don't think we've seen a female Saiyan except in video games. Or I think a few, I think maybe one other movie has female Saiyans in it. But we actually see Goku's fucking mom. She's nothing special because we don't see her do anything. We see little Goku in his own um, birthing pod in his house which is even weirder because in the old movie of course Goku and Broly were born in the same um, birthing pod I guess that's what you call the things Um, and uh, (laughs) a lot of the reason why Broly was mad in the first movie is because he slept next to Kakarot as a baby but here we see Goku growing up in his own fucking house uh, with a loving mom and such and she's just whipping up you know dinner whip 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 Bardock's like, hey, baby, oh, we need to get the, t- the, the baby out of here. These niggas finna start tripping, you know what I'm saying? So in very Superman-esque fashion, they steal a pod and put him in the pod and go to the middle of fucking nowhere. And <clears throat> what's even crazier, uh, the uh, more allegories to Superman, I thought, I want to remember that Bardock carried the damn ship and threw it, but he carried the ship out, and he just, yeah, I guess he activated it some kind of way, so Goku would fly away. Um, and then that just happens to be the point where Frieza gets on his shit and is like, fuck this planet. And he throws the giant death ball that we see, hits the planet, and it explodes. Now, the story of Bardock suggests that otherwise, Bardock led a barrage and a, a final stand of Saiyans against Frieza got brutally defeated and then the planet got blown up. Here skips all of that. We just see Frieza make the ball, throw the ball. Bardock is then seen shirtless and using his I guess his version of a Kamehameha against it and it doesn't work and he gets exploded. And then we jump to I guess the plant the a random planet where Nappa, Raditz and Vegeta, along with Vegeta's brother, Tarble, which we don't see him um, except in Dragon Ball Z Kai, I believe. They're all on the planet, chilling, uh, and they get the news, oh shit, the planet's been blown up. Vegeta seems, you know, (laughs) more or less, I don't give a fuck about this. Raditz is, you know, worried and shit, and it's like, oh man, I wonder if my brother survived. Eh, it don't matter. And Nappa, with hair, mind you, Nappa with hair looks fucking hilarious. (laughs) 
they um they discover hey this is what we're gonna have to do all right let's do it so they train and then we get that nice flashy um time jump from that age it shows you know very brief all of goku's battles and what would happen him and vegeta become friends blah 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 now we scoop to now where we are now which is still in the dragon ball super timeline this is a few months after the tournament of power and goku and Boma and Bulla and Whis and Beerus are on a random island in the middle of fucking nowhere because Bulma got it like that. When you balling, it ain't tricking. Or it ain't tricking if you got it. Something like that. This, this motherfucker done bought an island just so they can fight. That's what you call a dedicated fucking wife. So you and your friend can play all day and not tear up shit. So she buys that. They're basically on vacation except for Vegeta and Goku. Who are fighting? Whis, of course, is being the fat bitch that he is. I'm not gonna call. I can't call him a bitch because he's legitimately the strongest thing that we know. Um, is eating. Beers is taking a fucking nap. Boma's suntanning or whatever. Then she gets a call from Trunks, who is a kid, saying, "Oh shit, somebody broke in the lab, and they stole the six Dragon Balls." So Boma hacks into her, or looks at her security cameras like, oh, it's Freezer soldiers. I recognize that armor. Or Vegeta says that. She's like, I recognize that fucking armor. It's the Freezer people. So uh, they figure out, hey, we got to go find the seventh one. And they, this is where I have a problem. They ask Boma, why were you collecting the Dragon Balls? And, of course, Boma's like, I want to make a wish. What is the what wish could you possibly have that you need? You're the smartest person. You're like one of the smartest women on the planet. You're a bi- you're damn near a billionaire. You can have anything you want. You have the second strongest fighter in the world. That's your husband, and you have two kids. What can you want? And this bitch has the audacity to say, "I want to look five years younger." She didn't say, "I want to be five years younger." She said, I want to look five years younger. The vanity of that just pissed me off. And it threw me for a fucking loop because the rest, the majority of this movie, I was on the edge of my seat, even from like the start. This bitch said, I want to look five years younger. And then she went into explaining why she wanted to look five years younger because she couldn't get the plastic surgery because people would be like, oh, have you done work? As if she couldn't just fucking lie and say, no, bitch, mind your business. No. This heifer said, I want to look five years younger. And no one questioned this either. Nobody questioned this. Even, I mean, I don't expect Goku, who's basically a moron, but a strong moron. But Vegeta didn't say anything. He didn't say that's asinine, blah, blah, blah. And Whis was just sitting there like, uh, yeah, the sassy gay friend that he is. Because, let's face it, Whis is a little effeminate. And I'm wrong with that. So they find out the seventh Dragon Ball is in the Arctic. So that's where they start going. Now, we jump to Freeza's people. Freeza's looking for the Dragon Balls, too. Because after the tournament of power, I guess, you know, everything's copacetic. He got brought back to life. Yada, yada, yada. And even then, at the end of the tournament, he said, yeah, we won. But I'm still going to kill you, nigga. Because I don't like you. Blah, blah, blah. It's Freeza. We expect that kind of shit. So Freeza is in his own spaceship. He's apparently amassed another following since he went gold and tried to kill Goku and Vegeta the first time during, I guess, the first part of Super. He's got his following back. He's 
gotten the six Dragon Balls, and he's currently got two idiots looking for the seventh one in the Arctic. These guys are like the anime versions of the Power Ranger villains. I cannot remember their names, but they were the two fat white guys who did dumb shit, got caught, and usually tried to fight the Power Rangers just to get beat and come back again next week. So they're looking for the Dragon Balls, of course, because they're stupid. They're struggling. Cut back to the freezer spaceship. He's having his, um, I guess, his little board meeting with his people. Like, oh, my God, what are you going to wish for, Lord Frieza? And Lord Frieza's like, oh, I bet you'll never guess in his very girly-ass voice. And for some reason, the other older-looking villain, uh, secretary, lady, whatever the fuck you want to call her, is like, I know what Frieza wants. Frieza wants to be five centimeters taller. And, of course, me thinking, nah, nah, you can miss me with that shit. That ain't even cool, you know what I'm saying? That couldn't possibly be the fucking reason. And then Frieza goes around to say, you're absolutely right. And again, I was thrown the fuck off. And then he explains why he wants to be five centimeters taller. or what, I think it was five centimeters, but I can't remember. But again, what is it with this vain ass wishes? This is a wish that you can wish for anything. You know, a bigger dick or... A billion dollars or, you know, a bad bitch. I don't know. Hood nigga, whatever niggas want to wish for. You can wish for, you know, 18 Camaros all on 24s or some shit. I don't know. I really don't. I can't think of. If I, even, even I had a wish, I wouldn't know what to wish for. So it would take me like a couple of months to figure out like the perfect wish. You know what I'm saying? But the vanity and the stupidity of these wishes are al- almost messed this movie up for me. And I mean, almost messed this movie up for me <laughs> to the point where I, I had my arms folded and I was just like, I'm done with this shit. This doesn't make sense. And this is the kind of shit that gives Dragon Ball Z uh, half a bad name because niggas always love the bad mouth, the lack of story that exists in these um, <clears throat> in these arcs and some of these movies. But I digress. <clears throat> I was still in it. This ticket, my ticket was free. I was not going to miss this movie for no stupid shit like that. So, we come, he, oh, he, he goes back to explain the dude, like, uh, yeah, I want to be five inches taller because, or five more centimeters taller because it'll make me look more badass or some shit like that. Because his dad was like eight feet tall and Frieza in his final form is probably around six feet tall. I imagine Goku's around six one, six two, and Frieza was just about looking at Goku if he wasn't a few inches shorter and that was in 100% final form on Namek when he was buff uh, he's since put that form aside and gone to his pure final form even in his golden form he doesn't he doesn't get taller he just gets more strong gets stronger <clears throat> but if you know Frieza Frieza has five transformations all of various fucking sizes one in which he grows the size of his fucking dad. But Frieza apparently is too good for that. He wants to be in his final form, but tall as shit. Whatever. Don't care. Then we cut to two random-ass Frieza soldiers. Uh, I can't remember their names. Uh, It's something weird in Japanese. It's like Kilai and some shit, but in 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 the way. Don't mean nothing to me. Uh, one of them's old, 
one of them's like uh, clearly a veteran, and one of them's clearly a fucking uh, like a younger, more inexperienced Frieza soldier. So they're going, they're searching for stuff to do, whatever Frieza minions do. I don't really know. But they're off doing that stuff. And they land on this mysterious planet. Spoiler alert, it's fucking Planet Vampa, if you haven't fucking guessed. So they crash land, uh, the ship's damaged, and Paragus is walking by. And he hears that, no, don't leave me. I hate this fucking planet type shit. He goes up. And he asks, oh, God, are you guys freezer soldiers? And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, shit, Broly, we can leave now. So he finally rescues, uh, he finally made it off this planet. It's been probably, about, it's been, I think, 40 years since I think that's what I said at the beginning. And uh, Perrick has got a full beard, still buff as shit. Broly, who is, a pan, I think, I want to say around three or four, maybe five, <coughs> when he was sent off by King Vegeta is now a buff-ass teenager. Well, I think he's a teenager. It doesn't really specify how old Broly is, but he's not a teenager, obviously, because if he was four or five, this is 40 years later, that would make him an adult man. Paragus has not aged. It doesn't look like he's aged at all, except for, you know, the obvious gray beard and gray, grayer hair. <coughs> but Broly's a grown-ass fucking man. And... For some reason, I think they gave Broly armor that didn't fit when he was a kid or non-expanding Saiyan armor because motherfuckers already ain't got no shirt and Broly swole, Broly like Jack, bro. And, of course, he has his uh, patented um, tied-around sweatshirt <coughs> around his waist, which is not a sweatshirt. It's not a cloak or anything. It's the skin of one of his friends on the planet, which... <laughs> was the third part of the story that, you know, confused the shit out of me and almost made me walk out. But either way, Paragus and Broly are have been brought to Frieza. Frieza's like, oh shit, who the fuck are you guys? <laughs> this is where we it, figure out that Broly is, you know, a little retarded. And I mean, and I don't mean retarded as in like missing a chromosome, mentally disabled. But like, Broly is the equivalent in this movie of a, fu- a child who's been homeschooled all the way till college, through college. As in, like, he got preschool all the way to a college degree level of homeschooled. You're not allowed to talk to people, or you don't talk to people. You don't have any other friends. And as a grown man, he's just not meeting people for the first time. So Broly ain't got no social skills. Broly also don't really know how to talk good <coughs> so in Frieza's spaceship while Frieza's talking to Paragus Broly just sitting around looking around touching shit then Broly gets kind of mad Frieza jumped back and Frieza's like bitch I'll kill you right here Broly don't like that he get a little buck and that's when we learn that Paragus done put the little control collar on Broly because he got an anger problem and He's like, hey, I can subdue him at any time because he get a little wild. You know what I'm saying? That's how I got this car on my eye. You know what I'm saying? My son a little kooky. So, whatever. Um, Frieza pays the two Frieza soldiers who found these two handsomely in these little bars, which I guess is money. And he offers them, like, I guess sanctuary. Well, not sanctuary. He offers them to stay on his spaceship for a while while they go find the seventh Dragon Ball. And, of course, Frieza's using these other two Saiyans 
because he had only seen two full-blooded Saiyans uh, on Namek. Now he's got two more that no one else knows about. So he's going to take them, of course, to get this Dragon Ball just because he wants to beat Goku because he's salty as hell. Then we get to the uh, bar scene, which we are our first, I guess, showing of Broly's power. Now, here's a here's another weird part of this fucking story. When they get there, the younger I, the younger Frieza soldier, the chick, I guess, um, explains expanding armor to Broly, and she pulls it out and snaps it, and it's a little what we call anime jiggle. In there, as in she's a woman, so her woman parts jiggle. And <laughs> a couple of my homeboys, who are ignorant as fuck, was sitting up like, oh, animate it is, you know what I'm saying? So that was just funny. Um, there's a lot of, there was a lot of um, over-sexualizing of that one female character in the movie. Not to the point where it was like obvious and annoying. It was just there, and it bothered me because it's a Dragon Ball Z movie. I want, I want action. I want key blast. Blah blah blah. We get there. Broly got on the Under Armour uh, from like 2000 shit, all jet black, ripped as fuck, and he got his green like female sweatshirt sweater thing tied around his waist. Old girl touches it, and then he gets pissed. Because don't touch my sweater. He's basically like an autistic kid at this point. Don't touch my stuff or something. So Because he gets mad and she's like, all right, bro, chill. They're having a drink and this other guy comes over, drunk as fuck, clearly. And tries to holler at the newer, the Frieza soldier chick who's nice to Broly. And Broly takes exception to that. And picks this nigga up by his fucking neck and or by his chest armor, I guess. And it's about to, like, F5 this nigga, but his dad pulls out the control um, remote, steps on it, shocks him, and it stops Broly. And the chick gets in his face, gets in Paragus's face, and somehow steals the remote and walks off. Then they take Broly to this, uh, I guess, this locker room type of area where they learn some more about him. Like, hey, um... And they feed him because Broly ain't had no real food. <laughs> He's been eating like animals and life forms and shit for the past 40 years. So he ain't had no real food. So they feed him like candy bars and shit. And they give him this magical substance. It's called water. Broly can't get enough of that. So again, Broly is a is a weird mix of like an autistic child and a homeschooled man. Um, they explain, like, hey, you don't have to listen to your dad. He probably just built and bred you to be a warrior for no reason. Blah, blah, blah. And then he explains where his little sweater tie around the waist thing came from. Broly apparently had a friend on the planet. It was one of the the planet creatures, I guess. It was a, it was a furry-looking gerbil type of deal. It was Paragus shot his ear off, and Broly made a sweater out of that thing. It's weird. Broly got a human side now. I'm I, I'm I'm just I'm puzzled. I have been led astray. Anyway, we cut to the two idiot Frieza soldiers found the seven Dragon Ball, which we figured they were gonna do. So now it's time to call Frieza. Frieza's gonna come down there, and then he explains his plan to Paragus. Hey, we found the Dragon Ball. I'm gonna need y'all to come down here for backup, straight backup. And 
just on point, Goku and Vegeta and Boma all live, all arrive at the same time. So, Goku and his retarded ass get down there and get on the ship like, hey, where's the Dragon Ball? Blah, blah, blah. At some point, they say the word repugnant or, yeah, I think repugnant. And Goku, in true Goku fashion, doesn't know what the word means. So, it's very serious. And just to have Goku go, hey, Boma, or hey, whatever the fuck. He yells it in his serious voice. Hey, what's repugnant mean? Is <laughs> the humor that I appreciate that has kept all the way through Dragon Ball. Um, Goku might be the strongest motherfucker that we know of. And that's in anime. That's in comic books. Bite me. Uh, you can at me, bro. It's at Leroy Catchem on Twitter. Um, at SSJ Wavy on Instagram. I don't care. Fight me. Goku may be one of the strongest characters of all time. Goku is still an idiot, though. Ain't got no homeschooling. Uh, he finally learned how to drive, which is is even more surprising because I figured SpongeBob would get his license before Goku did. But Goku is not a smart man at, at all, by all means. He know how to farm real good, but not a smart man. Battle smart? Yes. Book smart and common sense smart? Mm, maybe not. So... Goku's trying to get the Dragon Ball. Freezer shows up, and of course, the Freezer comes out, talks his shit, and they see Broly and Paragus. Paragus recognizes Vegeta because he looked like his fucking dad. Uh, same receipt or same widow's peak hairline, same spiky hair. So, of course, Paragus is like, fuck that nigga on the inside, you know what I'm saying? Broly's just standing there, stoic as hell, and. Bo, um, Boma and Whis are standing in the back like, oh man, it's going to be a fight fight. <clears throat> Boma talks her shit. Paragus steps up and decide, or Freeze talks. Vegeta talks. Blah, 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 blah. Let's get into it. Freeze goes through the whole spiel of, you know why I'm here. Fuck this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Broly starts getting pissy. You can see, you can visibly see him behind him getting more angry and then Paragus is like fuck it let's go now we can talk about the best part of the movie which is the hype the fucking battle Broly punches goes through and starts handling Vegeta and I mean handling Vegeta I mean like trying to keep up with Vegeta because Broly's never fought anybody but his dad and you can see it's a pretty even fight it's pretty cool um Broly's having some visible struggles Vegeta's also struggling just a little bit until it gets to the point where, all right, guys, it's time to turn this shit up into what Dragon Ball Z is known for. Fucking transformation. The transformations in this movie are amazing. Not even though amazing is not even the word, but they are beautiful as in they have been recolored. They have been retouched in art forms. They have been the music around the transformations has even changed. Like, I think when Vegeta did his first transformation, which at this point skipped, uh, it didn't skip. It uh, He went to Super Saiyan, but it didn't look like regular Super Saiyan because the aura around him wasn't even, like, it wasn't gold at first. It started off fire, like, white. Then it went to blue. And then he went from blue-green. And then he went to yellow. To just regular straight up Super Saiyan, bro. That's the shit that shocked me. And like it just looked so much better than it did, which 
I can thank that for thank 2018 for that <clears throat> or 2019 as it I guess it is. Um, then of course Vegeta starts handling Broly like a 12th grader fighting like a six year old. It's not even fair. He's blocking his moves. He's like flicking Broly, flying 500 feet. Then Broly gets a little angry. Which, if you watched anything with Broly in it, Broly don't need to get angry. Broly like the Hulk. Once Broly get angry, Broly don't fucking stop getting angry. Then Broly gets in Vegeta, starts getting in Vegeta's ass. Vegeta's blocking, but you can tell he ain't winning this fucking fight. It, it started looking like the Adrian Bronner fight, as in Vegeta's landing some punches, but Broly's landing a lot more punches than fucking Vegeta is. <laughs> so he punches him through a mountain, and he pauses for a little bit, which... If you know any, again, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you don't let Vegeta get time. Because Vegeta with time is like Batman with planning. It's not going to end well for you. And we see uh, another transformation. This is like 10 minutes later. But another beautiful transformation. Vegeta goes from Super Saiyan, skip Super Saiyan 2. We all know he vowed never to use Super Vegeta ever again. And he goes into Super Saiyan God 1 red hair of Vegeta which we had not this is the first time we've ever seen that we just saw him jump straight to blue in super again beautiful transformation went from yellow to uh rosish to fiery red like it was it wasn't as good I'm not gonna say it was as good as the first time Goku did it because Goku shit looked you know magical like there were sparkles in the air and his eyes twinkled and shit Vegeta's was all of fucking rage because <laughs> his you could see like the fire coming off of him in his aura. Now, Vegeta did that and he started hitting Goku with um, the air palm shits from, uh, I guess, <laughs> I guess that would be a Neji technique. Yeah. So the eight trigrams air palms pushed him into a fucking mountain and Broly passes out. <laughs> so Paragus is like, oh, man. My son, he did. No. Frieza's like, of course. Another fucking waste. But Broly gets up. He starts getting angrier. And you can visibly see the heat rising from this man. You can visibly see the heat. As in, like, the heat wave is rising. And this, mind you, this is in an Arctic planet where they found these Dragon Balls. So you can see ice melt around him. Vegeta's like, I'm not taking chances. I learned my lesson from Cell. Blast this nigga in the water, and we assume Broly's dead. Paragus is, you know, somewhere over in the ground shouting, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Uh, Vegeta hits him with a, a good little, we don't, I don't know what to call it, because I don't know the attack, but blasts him through the, I guess, crater that he was in into the ice water, the sub-zero freezing water. Broly looks like he about to drown, but he starts powering up. All while Goku's like, no, Vegeta, don't kill him, blah, blah, blah. As if we haven't had this conversation 10,000 times. Uh, Broly then uh, stretches his arms out, and he starts screaming. And in true Broly fashion, he screams to the point where he starts fucking with the water. And the water starts making that vortex. And we have our Broly. Now, cut to the original version of this movie in Dragon Ball Z. Um, when Broly first transformed, 
his Super Saiyan form is a lot different from regular Super Saiyans, as in because Broly starts out with black hair. His Super Saiyan form, his hair is actually blue green, and it is, it does stand up, and there's a very visible um, blue green aura around him, which I think that was just a color change issue that um, Akira Toriyama wanted to go with. I think not not really for power level reasons, but more for like aesthetic purposes. So Broly transforms to the blue green aura. He also transforms to the fact it, his Super Saiyan transformation isn't so much a big deal because he jumps right into it and starts immediately fighting. <coughs> it's more of a drastic, more drastic when he transforms into the legendary Super Saiyan that we know with like the white eyes, the blonde hair, and the trapezius muscles that look like they could like bench press a planet and fold your woman like a wallet. But in this movie, Broly just screams and we get the wide-eyed, spiky-haired Broly. Not sure if this is his Super Saiyan form, but he has the noticeable green aura around him. His hair is a little wilder and his eyes are green. So I'm going to take that as his Super Saiyan form. Now, Broly has never been Super Saiyan, so he doesn't know his power. And he lets off a big fire-ass blast from his mouth and takes out half a mountain. Vegeta's like, I'm not taking a chance. Let me go in here and get in that ass. So he goes up, tries to punch him in the mouth. Broly eats that shit. <coughs> then Paragus and Frieza explain, like, oh, snap. This isn't just a uh, regular, you know, hyper Broly. He has the power of a great ape. And he's mastered that in his human, in his regular stable form. Now, this is where we have to cut because um, a lot of th- a lot of theory and a lot of um, previous information has been either left out or changed. Now, in Dragon Ball GT, the Super Saiyan Four form, which we know has been retconned, blah blah blah. We know it's retconned. GT was terrible. Yada yada yada. GT also well, GT is still helpful. It still exists in the Dragon Ball universe because it is physical media and it exists. Get over it. Even me as a Dragon Ball Z fan can admit that. It's time to let things go. Super Saiyan 4 is a form that is supposedly the equivalent of a great ape in human form. And when Paragus says this to Frieza, all the real Dragon Ball Z heads like perked up like, oh, this nigga basically Super Saiyan 4 damn near in base form. So that's why it's shocking. Uh, when Broly goes his great ape form, which he, that's why he had to have his tail removed, uh, he's probably the worst motherfucking thing you've ever seen. <coughs> anyway, I digress. After he knocks Vegeta out and you know blasts him pretty far away, he steps on the top of a mountain and he sees the Goku looking at him like, "Oh yeah, I want some of that. Bring that ass here, boy." And <laughs> At this point, you would expect Goku to be like, Kakarot, because that's what he did for the whole first movie. Didn't say a word. He was just like, I'm going to fuck him up off principle, off rip, if if you want, if you will. He sees him. Goku throws down his nice little um, North Face winter jacket and starts doing a little boxers warm up. Starts popping that neck, and you know it's about to go down. Broly just mad at this point like fuck it I don't care I don't give a damn you can get it too little nigga Goku comes out the fighting stance and them niggas go at it and it's about everything that you expect it to be a uh, big normal battle 
Broly looked like he was getting him a couple of ones in. Goku whips out a Kamehameha wave really quick, actually. Um, and it does this weird thing. It does this really cool thing where it goes first person mode for a while. And you take the form, you take Broly's perspective. Uh, Goku's throwing out Kamehameha's at you, throwing key blasts. You're dodging them. You're going through mountains trying to chase this nigga. Then, switches back to regular. Goku goes Super Saiyan. Now, even though it was quick, still a very beautiful transformation. The aura, He keeps his aura, and he's visibly keeping up with Broly, even in Broly's apparent Super Saiyan form, which he loses his aura at some point and is just fighting with spiky hair. He's noticeably fucking up Goku, though. As in, he wasn't. he's not taking as much uh, time like he was Vegeta, which this is a lower transformation, a lower uh, Super Saiyan form. So it's just regular Super Saiyan. This is what he beat Frieza with. It's not that imp- it's not that impressive to someone who, you know, his power is like three times that already. So they go at it, and there's a big break, a pause in it, and Broly charges. That's when Goku decides, all right, time to go God mode, and he gets his God mode transformation. Now it's the same, it's verbatim, almost the same transformation that he does in Dragon Ball Super Battle of the Gods movie, except. You know, the twinkle's there. <clears throat> there's not a lot. There's no fire, though. You just see the crimson glow or outline around him. And that's how you know we got the guy key on him. And he does the great redirection. Because <laughs> Broly comes at him with all the force. Kakarot, uh, Goku. Kakarot <laughs> grabs his arm and hits that whole redirect. Just throws him. Broly's like, what the fuck? This nigga just threw me? Oh, hell no, nah, shoddy. And he comes back at him. And then Goku uses <laughs> basically the equivalent of the fucking force and stops Broly in his tracks. And apparently this is a god move that no one knew. And, you know, he's talking to Broly. And he's like, hey, man, you got to chill. You got to chill, B. Broly does not like this. Gets madder and goes into his own. Or he gets more Super saiyan I don't know. Because Broly doesn't really transform except twice in this movie. He just gets more Super saiyan and his aura jumps out, becomes green, and he copies Goku's move, freezes Goku, and lays this nigga with the cleanest haymaker I've ever seen in my life. Now, Goku takes this hit to the dome, like, full force, but, you know, as a good martial artist, he takes the energy, transfers it, and hits him with a smooth judo throw, which is you grab his arm, he extends it, uses his body to push Broly's body up, and flips him on his back. (laughs) Broly don't like that. Broly gets up, gets madder, and that's when people start to realize, oh, shit. It's time to go. It's time to go, like, now. It's time to go, like, get the fuck in the ship. I'm finna leave you now. So everybody leaves, and, or Frieza leaves, and everybody in Frieza's camp leaves. Frieza and Paragus are still here. And then we get to another overly sexualized part of this movie, where the young female Frieza Force member is bent over in like almost perfect doggy style position and you get to see you know anime titties and anime ass because I hear one of my homeboys from the right side of me go hold on now wait a minute and he starts leaning forward I ain't gonna say his name he know who he is this causes me to die laughing we fast forward to Frieza and Paragus talking Broly is still laying in the Goku Goku at this point getting his ass whooped and i mean his ass whooped as in like he's getting dragged in mountains 
He getting thrown into the floor. And Goku at this point reaches out to his other buddy, Piccolo. Piccolo, who's still on Earth apparently, um, starts talking to him. Hey, get the fuck up. Not really a good pep talker, but he, you know, he gives him one. Goku gets up. Of course, it ain't over. It's fucking Goku. So he stands up, tears that shirt off. He's like, fuck it. Um, it's time to go. It's time to, you already know what's up. And all the while, we're thinking in the movie theater, oh, shit. We're about to see Ultra Instinct because that's clearly the next form, the only form that's clearly an option. The transformation here goes a multitude of colors. It goes from white to blue to green to little yellow. We actually see his hair turn white for like half a second. And we're like, oh, man, I already know what it is. It's fucking Ultra Instinct. Go, Broly ain't about to do shit because I'm pretty sure Jiren was a little bit worse than this. Psych. It's actually fucking Super Saiyan Blue. <clears throat> it just they, just they just teased us for a little bit because they wanted us to get hype. They wanted us to keep watching this fucking movie. So they teased us for... I'm actually fast-forwarding through the movie now just to see. Yeah, it goes a little greenish. We see a little blue. We see his hair turn colors. We see his hair flare. We see his eyes go white. We see the aura of Super Saint of um, Ultra Instinct for probably about two seconds, two good seconds, because his hair gets white, gets a little sparkle. He gets the things, but he goes to blue, and he goes blue, and Broly is visibly a little scared, because he he he's like he backs up and then he jumps back into him. The fight goes on. I mean, they are fucking this planet. They are fucking this bitch up. How they turn, you know, a f- fucking frost planet into a lava. That shit is, you know, beyond me. <clears throat> they got the, they got a fucking planet of, or I don't think they have actually left the planet. It's still on Earth. Excuse me. They left a, uh, the Arctic, like glaciers, frozen pond, frozen like oceans and shit. Looking like Namek after Frieza and Goku got done with it. I mean, there's lava every fucking where. <clears throat> and they are still visibly just going the fuck at it. Like, going the fuck at it and not stopping. Um, Broly, at this point, is like the Incredible Hulk. The madder he gets, the more shit he's going to fuck up. But Goku's hanging with him. Super Saiyan Blue, hanging with him. Then we get we cut to Paragus and Frieza. Looking at the shit, you know, talking, talking. Frieza shares some uh, real nigga knowledge with Paragus, uh, and he explains that Saiyan's power is, you know, based on emotion. So he does the ultimate fuck nigga trick and shoots Paragus in the fucking chest. And like a hoe, he hits Broly with that, oh snap, bro, they killed your pops, cuz. They killed him. Broly sees it, and then we get the best transformation in the fucking game, or uh, fucking movie. Like, yes, best. I'm saying it right now, best. Because the animation changes, and it's visible. It's visible in a way that if you've ever watched Naruto, when the key fights in Naruto happen, such as Naruto versus Pain, or Naruto versus Itachi, or Itachi versus, or not Naruto versus Itachi, Itachi versus Sasuke. These animation changes are not subtle, but they're visible to the point where you get what the animators are trying to do. They're trying to really make this fight look like a fight. 
Now, Broly goes through the transformation, the legendary Super Saiyan transformation. And by that, I mean he gets the real rage. And I mean, like, rage like you just found out, you know, the home your homie sleeping with your girl. Because he goes underground and he rises in the fashion of straight, straight green and comes out with the blonde hair, the scar, and the white eyes. The legendary Super Saiyan. And then he goes into a green ball. That ball is just energy, just exploding. It rises all the way up, and it just explodes into this mess of fireworks, of green energy, hitting everything, planet, every part of the terrain. Goku's dodging the shit. Frieza's just sitting there watching the shit. At this point, we cut to Vegeta, who's been apparently sitting out the rest of this battle, and says, stop playing with him, nigga. Let's get this bitch. And he goes, his blue form. They mix it up real quick, and, you know, the battle goes, it's it's your normal Dragon Ball battle. They are just going the fuck at it. Going the fuck at it. I mean, like, blast. They are trying to combo attack this nigga. They are trying everything in their fucking power to fuck with Broly and stop him. But Broly is unstoppable <coughs> so they they culminate their combos into one good attack where it, it's really cool you actually see um probably one of the cool the probably coolest scene in the movie because the animation changes yet again and it gets kind of 3d type of shit i don't know what you call it 3d ish 3de i don't know but you see a super saiyan blue goku and a super saiyan blue vegeta Side by side doing their signature attacks, which Kamehameha, Gallic Gun. And you don't see them just fire side by side. You see them fire in a way that they, I guess, like turn into each other and swirl around and it looks cool. And his Broly, of course, it doesn't mean shit. Broly takes exception to that. But doesn't really matter because Goku, for the first time in his fucking life, has a plan. And he teleport. He's positioned himself right, I guess, in Frieza's line. And as soon as Broly comes, he tele he instant transmissions himself and Vegeta to Piccolo. And Broly flies right in front of Frieza and starts going in on Frieza. And I mean, giving Frieza the dirty South ass whooping that he deserved. Cause I mean, like, going in on Frieza. Frieza deserves all of this because he's a whole fuck nigga kill their new dad, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Frieza's getting, like, manhandled. Cut to another part of the Earth where Piccolo and Goku have to teach Vegeta how to do the fusion dance. Now, if you've watched any uh, any Dragon Ball Z, really, um, Vegeta hates fusing because he wants to believe he can beat his opponent, you know, regardless. Not only that, he has a fuse with Goku, his rival, who he hates but you know he loves at the same time but like I no actually I don't think there's any love in that I think he legit hate that nigga and he want to be better than that nigga and all that kind of stuff so one it took a lot to convince Vegeta uh, takes a lot to convince Vegeta about fusing and Piccolo and Goku demonstrate and <laughs> the, the training becomes now this was cool because it's a good old kickback to um, Dragon Ball Z Blue Sky 2 which had the first um, real fusions in them and that players could actually do. Now, if you fucked up the fusion 
uh, sequence and buttons, you end up with a botched fusion. Like a Gotenks was probably one of my favorites uh, fusions. Uh, you either got the fat Gotenks, the skinny Gotenks, or you could get the good go the regular Gotenks, the ripped Gotenks. Uh, same thing with Gogeta, which is the fusion dance version of Goku and Vegeta. You can get the really fat one, who could still move, could still do power, or you can get the really skinny one who couldn't really do shit. But, you know, they do it. They got to wait 30 minutes. They do the other transformation. They got to wait another 30 minutes. Then they get it right. And they get it right, and they transform into the real nigga Gogeta. Because um, here's some debate, because people are like, oh, man, Vegito's more powerful. Yeah, Vegito may be more powerful because he's a more complete fusion, because the Potara is an actual fusion of two beings, two souls into one body, one soul, one mind, blah, blah, blah. That is why, that is the more perfect option. And that is why the most complete option is the most powerful option. The fusion dance technique is temporary. Although temporary, it is still very, effect very effective. Like the, the um, differences in power are not really noticeable. I'm not going to say minuscule, but not really noticeable either. But either way. He fucking, f they fuse, and you don't see that. You just immediately cut to <laughs> Broly fucking up Frieza so bad, as in, like, this nigga is in a crater so bad. Frieza is just getting dealt with, like, dealt with in the sense, like, you feel bad for Frieza because he deserved it, but he don't deserve that much. But, of course, it's Frieza. He does his thing where he has got to talk. He goes golden. Still not helping. <laughs> at this point, Golden Freeze is getting his ass ran, like, ran off the fucking clock. <laughs> As in, like, like ran off on the plug twice. Yeah, Freeze was getting all of that. Uh, Broly's just laying into him. Doesn't care who it is at this point. Anybody can get the smoke. So much so that <laughs> Freeza somehow gets away, and Broly turns his attention on Whis. Now, this was surprising to me because I expected that to be, you know, like a cardinal sin in Dragon Ball Z because you don't fight a fucking angel. That would be like fighting Lord uh, Zeno. I forgot, uh, is it Lord Zen or it's just Zen, I think. But that's like fighting Zen. Zen, you know, may look like a three-year-old, but Zen is legitimately the, the, the highest you can get. Zen don't report to nobody. That's the head nigga in charge. Right below Zen are the angels, which is the uh, Grand Priest and Whis and his brothers and sisters. Broly turned on Whis like he was a regular ass nigga, like a brown shirt on 2K. Like, nigga, who are you? I don't care. Come get these hands. Of course he finds, but, you know, it's Whis. Whis is trained destroyers and gods alike. So Whis dodging the shit, and as soon as he was about to give him the smooth little neck chop that makes you go to sleep in Dragon Ball Z, uh, he backs up, and Gogeta comes out. Gogeta comes out, and he starts giving Broly the mad business. And I mean, they dumping on this nigga, like dumping on this nigga. But, of course, it's Broly. Broly uh, gets angrier, and he goes into like the true Super Saiyan form, the true legendary Super Saiyan, as in uh, if his eyes were white, they're whiter, his energy is greener, he ain't got no shirt no more, he's just buff, 
He's just uh trapeze, just muscles saying, uh, legendary bodybuilder saying, whatever you want to call it. This nigga is buff beyond reason, and mad beyond reason. Like, and of course, Gogeta has to match that. He goes Gogeta blue. Quick transformation, nothing special. I think we're done with special transformations at this point, because at this point it's climax. Hey, let's wrap this shit up. So, the battle goes on. They throwing. They going blow for blow, like watching the Muhammad Ali Mike Tyson fight if it ever existed. These niggas is going the fuck at it, bro. And I'm saying, I mean, at this point, I'm almost off my seat. I'm so close to it. Ain't nobody talking. It's just pure, unadulterated, badass Japanese anime fighting style, cause the soundtrack is even going hard. It's all rock music, but niggas is in there like, oh yes, fuck him up. Fuck them up. It's like if you animated the fight between Broly and Craig, and you put some fire-ass music behind it, the shit would go on maybe for about 20, 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, but it wouldn't matter. Shit was still fire. Now, the battle is getting so fucked up that Gogeta and Broly have somehow changed dimensions and when I say change dimensions, I mean they went to this place where they weren't where they they weren't at the frost at the uh, fiery frost planet anymore. They changed and went to a location that looked like the um, rainbow dimension. Well, I don't say the rainbow dimension, the dark dimension. If you've ever seen Doctor Strange, uh, the Marvel movie, the dark dimension is where Dormammu lives. It's very sparkly. It's, it's like a kaleidoscope inside of. Uh, a planetarium type of deal. It's very rainbowy. It's very glittery. It doesn't really make sense. And apparently, like walls are made of glass. But again, here our animation changes and it goes all 3D type. Uh, Broly visually trying to hang with Gogeta. Vegeta visually trying to hang with Broly. They are fighting. It's just ridiculous. And then it gets to a point where you clearly see Gogeta go up against the wall. And Broly clearly smashing farther into the wall. Vegeta kicks back, powers up some more. They go to a clash. This breaks like the dimension, and it's and it like shatters. And somehow these niggas ended up on a desert. Still don't know how the fuck that happened. Please, someone at me, explain that shit to me. I don't fucking know. These niggas ended up on a desert. Broly got, I guess, as pissed as he gonna get to the point where he was like, I don't care. I'll shoot shit out of my mouth, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he started, he shoots like his most powerful beam, I guess, at fucking uh, Gogeta. Gogeta, in very true tournament of power fashion, does the swanton bomb over this nigga's beam, hits him with two Kamehameha blasts to the back, but not regular Kamehameha blasts like grenade types which just piss him off even more Broly powers up and I mean like powers up to like his breaking point it's about to fuck him up he shoots uh oh I guess I should get this is a, not a minor detail it's very major actually the dragon gets summoned from the two Frieza soldiers that befriended Broly in the bar and the dragon gets summoned Frieza's pissed who the fuck summoned my dragon Blah blah blah. Here the animation changes once more. I guess the last time, because 
it is very clear that we have the epitome version of um, what I call the royal blue Vegeta, which is in Super when he had already turned blue, but he got an even more violent blue. And this version of Gogeta is is like phenomenal. As in he's white, he's he has like the ultra instinct aura esque, but the royal blue blue around it. And this point where you see, all right, clearly Gogeta's won, it's over with. He does his panted um if you played the game, it's called the Stardust Breaker where he forms all of his energy into one little small ball that's barely bigger than a fingertip, or that's about the size of his fingertip, and he flicks it at Broly. It hits him, but Broly takes that shit to the head like a real nigga. But, you know, of course, you got you to gotta end this shit with the best move of all time, you know, the fucking Kamea. So, Gogeta goes for that one final Kamehameha, cranks that shit up, the, I mean, at this point, they was like, all right, you put, if we got $8.5 million to make this movie, I want a million in this part right here. Because he cranks back, he charges that bitch up, and it's like the Kamehameha to end all fucking Kamehamehans. He shoots it all this time. The two uh, Frieza warriors have made their wish, and that is get Broly the fuck out of here. Because they know either two things, either one or two things is going to happen. Broly's going to get hit with that beam and get disintegrated into not existing anymore and never had existed. Or he's going to get hit with that beam and he's going to become so pissed he's going to destroy, you know, the world and probably the universe. So they wish him away, get Broly back to safety. And, <coughs> oh God, sorry, I'm fucking dying. Um, get Broly to safety. And just when the beam is about to hit Broly, square dead on in the fucking chest, Shinron grants the wish, pushes him back on Vampo, where the beam misses, and you can clearly see, like, the beam is huge. And it's it, at no point does it stop for about a good six or seven seconds. And Broly's gone. The two Frieza soldiers, uh, like, fuck the Dragon Balls, and they just get out because they know they've wasted Frieza's wish. Frieza kills niggas for less. So they get on the ship, and they try and go. Gogeta realizes, hey, Broly's gone. What the fuck's up? He sees Frieza try and crank up his little death beam and shoot the ship down uh, for Broly's friends. He's like, nah, not like that, cuz, not like that. And he just grabs the wrist. Frieza, knowing what's up, sees him. And just powers down from his gold form. Because at this point, he's gotten his ass beat. He's already petty. He's already petty. He powers down. He's like, ah, whatever. I'll leave you alone. But I'll be back, Batman, you know, very in variable fashion. And we skip to um, a couple of minutes, uh, I guess a week later. Or I don't know how long it is, actually. But Broly's back to Dragon Bug like creatures or whatever the fuck and eating them except he's got two freezer soldiers or his friends I guess with him his dad's gone so he's gonna make a life on Vampa and he's teaching them hey this is how it's gotta be for a while until Goku pops up random as fuck he says hey how the fuck did you get here oh it's this thing called instant transmission y'all don't know nothing about that yet cause y'all know y'all ain't on my level for real and, of course, they're trying to fight this nigga. But 
Goku, being the weird nigga that he is, hits you with that, oh, man, I'm just trying to bring y'all some supplies. Hooks these people up with the fucking house, with fucking food in the house, with, like, for some re- for somehow power in the house, you know, showers and shit. I mean, it, they decked them, he decked them the fuck out. You know, Capsule Corp, shout out to Capsule Corp, is like the fucking Apple and Samsung baby that we'll never have. Because they clearly got future technology, but there's no competitor. So, Capsule Corp, you know, out there winning in anime land. Uh, Goku hooks him up with Sensu Beans, blah, blah, blah. And Broly's just standing there like, what? Meanwhile, the Frieza soldier chick is doing all the talking. She's trying to threaten Goku. Goku's like, man, just chill, bitch. I'm just going to hit y'all up with some supplies. Make sure y'all niggas don't die. And then, you know, of course, she takes the food and like, oh, my God, food, real food. But she got to try and act hard for Broly because, you know, I guess that's her man. I don't know. He's like, you better not come around here again or we're going to fuck you up, buddy. Goku's like, anyway, bitch, uh, Broly, whenever you ready, my boy, I would love to fight against you. And Broly, you know, being the autistic retard that he is, is like, oh, 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 okay. And gives him that little smile. Goku nods off with that. Yep, I'm Goku. Dun, 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 dun. Bam. And that's the end of the movie. Now, a little quick analysis since I basically just told y'all this fucking movie. Um, if we if we compare the two movies, um, they were both good for their time. I'm not even going to say this one is better than the original. If I have said it, I'll retract that statement. It's not better. It's the same movie. It's just made in different times. It's like uh, it's like the Star Wars movies now. The Star Wars from the uh, 80s, 90s. I can't. I think it's just 90s. I don't know if it's one is an 80. No, I think one is an 89, 85 ish. Either way, the Star Wars movies from the past belong in the past. The Star Wars movies from now belong now. They're good for what they were at the time. You know. Back then, I think, uh, I want to say at least 2003 or four is when the first Broly movie came out. You know, animation was only so far. You know, story was only so far. Now, almost 10 years later, uh, the a new Broly has existed, and we have better animation. We have better software for animation. We have better pe- uh, more people on a design platform that can create a story and surround it. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gotten Super. We never would have gotten Dragon Ball Super. We have a storyline that would support it, that would support you know innovation that we probably possibly couldn't do beforehand. Um, like for example, they rewrote a whole ori- origin story for three different characters, three very powerful characters. Vegeta, Goku, and Broly all got three very different origin stories. And that origin as in, like, how they ended up who they are. Just, like, their first appearance, their first technical appearance in a Dragon Ball Z fam. Not episode one of Dragon Ball Z, but, like, as babies, you know what I'm saying? Um, We get to see Goku's mom for the first time, like, in a light that doesn't... uh, doesn't portray her as just a typical Saiyan woman. She's a very caring woman. Um, we got to see uh, oddly enough did not get to see a lot of Beerus this movie he was merely here for I 
guess I, I don't really don't know where Beerus is here. He basically was a babysitter the whole movie. And he was asleep. Uh, we get to see more Frieza's fuckery. We get to see, you know, a lot of different shit. We got to see beautiful transformations. And, I mean, the soundtrack to this movie was fucking phenomenal. It could be a workout mix. Like, I think Goku's, when Goku started, you know, first getting into the Broly fight, I think <laughs> they was just saying, Goku, 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 Goku. And, you know, this shit was amp, though. You know what I'm saying? No cap. Shit was amp as fuck. I was, my heart was beating fast as fuck. I mean, and we also, the best part about this is we've seen, we've brought more things into canon than we've ever had, than we've previously never had. So, the Super Saiyan, uh, not Super Saiyan 4, we have brought a form of Super Saiyan 4 back into canon that was recently not canon because GT is not canon with the Dragon Ball Z lore because it was written by uh, a family member of Akira Toriyama, not Akira Toriyama himself. So everything that happened in GT is more or less moot. You know, not a not a thing, not real. I know I didn't claim it for a long time, but after rewatching it, you have to appreciate GT for what it is, and that's just a different story. So that being said, we now have Gogeta, who is a fusion that we only saw during the fight with Janemba. And Janemba was a motherfucker. But now, you know, that's not just a movie. That's actual canon. We've seen that in an episode, in a, in a uh, main Dragon Ball storyline. Broly is main as fuck. Janemba is, you know, a minor movie. But now we have that capacity. Uh, when Paragus mentioned that Broly was, had the strength of a great ape in his human form, that is a direct, um, um, I guess not metaphor, a direct telling of Super Saiyan 4 and his capacity. Because Broly didn't technically, I mean, Broly did lose, but through a technicality. I guess you would call it a ring out because I'm pretty sure, like, like those two things I said, either Broly was going to get hit with that and fuck the planet up this beyond, like, repair or get hit with that shit and, like, explode. But, you know, he didn't. He got uh, taken out the fight. Um, there were a lot of um, old hit kickbacks to the old movie. Um, what I did miss in the plot explanation, I guess, was at some point during uh, Gogeta's final barrage going in on Broly, he did uh, what we call, what if you play the Super... Or Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3, there's a move on there that certain characters have called the Super Explosive Wave, where they just cover a massive amount of area in pure energy, and if you're caught in that area, you take damage. Gogeta basically did that, caught Broly in it, and he punched Broly in his side. Now, for people who watched the first movie, that's how Goku won the first fight against, won the fight against Broly. Broly did actually lose in Dragon Ball Z. Because uh, with the help of all of his friends' energy, Goku mastered up that one final death punch. And he punches Broly where he was stabbed as an infant. Because, you know, when King Vegeta, instead of trying to send him off, he tried to have him killed and, exi and like thrown into the trash. He had the baby stabbed and thrown. Paragus was beaten and thrown with him. Broly somehow survived because the power level, the real nigga inside him, wasn't going to let him die. That's where Goku punches him at the end of that movie. 
and that's what causes him to, you know, I guess technically it would be he would bleed out, and the explosion doesn't really make sense. But he punches him in the new movie in that same spot, and that apparently takes Broly down, you know, a peg or two, and that gives him time to charge up the Kamehameha of all Kamehamehas. You know what I'm saying? So uh, this movie was phenomenal. Like, I'm going to actually buy this movie on DVD, and I don't have the first Dro- Broly movie. I don't have any Dragon Ball Z movies on DVD. I have all of this. I have Dragon Ball Z all the way through Dragon Ball GT on DVD, but I have no Dragon Ball Z movies, and this might be a movie that I actually buy, like on Blu-ray, and I hate Blu-rays because visually this was um, – I don't. There's not even a ranking that I can give it. It was just beautiful, and the movie screens at the uh, AMC theaters, I'm pretty sure are not you know 4K. I have a pretty nice 4K TV, so I can't wait to see that kind of action, that kind of visual, you know, baller ass shit. I, I'm I'm really at a loss for it because it was legitimately fucking stunning, and the fact to see that an anime movie, who uh, anime in this day and age, you know, is what, you know, you label niggas as weird. Like, if you like anime, what are you, like 20-something? You still like anime? It ain't nothing but a cartoon. This movie made $98 million. A car- Cartoons just don't make $98 million. A good-ass picture makes $98 million and up. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully this won't be the last time we see that. But, yeah, guys, like, if you haven't seen this movie, please go see this fucking movie. If not for me, if not for you, if not for someone that you know who loves Dragon Ball Z, go see it just to get a taste of what anime is. Because, you know, I bet my bottom dollar, a lot of people who don't watch anime, you know, have no idea that it's not just cartoons. They have gripping stories. Anime isn't just, you know, action. There's many genres of anime. There's an anime legitimately for everything, every show that we have on TV in America. There's an anime for it, I'm sure. I'm positive. Because that's what they watch over there. They have anime sitcoms. They have anime, you know, reality TV shows, I'm sure. (coughs) Damn. (coughs) Fucking dying over here. They got anime, like, everything. So, you know, if you don't, if not an anime fan, go check this movie out just for the action. Just for the fucking action if it doesn't suit you it doesn't suit you but here me as a dragon ball z fan from like since day one when dragon ball z was over here dragon ball z was my gateway into anime and i mean i ain't looked back now i'm pretty i I can honestly say i'm pretty well versed in anime i love it dragon ball z will always be my number one till the day i well, probably not even past the day I die. I'll probably be in heaven arguing with Jesus about who's stronger. You know, that's probably going to get me, you know, in a lot of trouble. So don't take that to light. Don't take that to heart, religious people. Or you, Jesus, uh, my man, big G upstairs, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, I've been talking for an hour and about 27 minutes. I know y'all tired of hearing of me. I hope you listen all the way through this this episode because um, – it, re- it really shows you what kind of age we in now. Um, a lot of niggas, you know, just watch and you know, go. Dragon Ball Z is labeled as a hood anime because it's like one of the most watched anime by um, 
African American, or I'm not gonna say African Americans, black people, because we hood as fuck, but we like go we we fuck with Goku, bro. We fucks with Goku, you know. It doesn't matter which what you are, what creed you stand by, or whatever you want to identify as. There's an anime out there for you. I guarantee it. I promise you. If you don't, if you have trouble finding an anime, holler at me, holler at Rockman Three K Three, and I promise you, we can find you something. I guarantee. But that's enough for me, guys. It's around. It's about one thirty. So yeah, I've been recording this for an hour and thirty minutes. So you can't say I don't put my hard work in, um, guys. It's been fun as fuck talking to this. I hope do. I can do this again. If another anime movie comes out that I you know, care to go see. I may end up doing a um, Dragon Ball Heroes, uh, I guess, catch up, if you haven't been watching. Um, I would love to do a Dragon Ball Super version of this podcast, but that remains to be seen. Anyway, guys, I ain't going to hold y'all too much longer. Um, Again, shout out to my fantasy football team. Shout out to Rockman. Um, Shout out to... The Government Name Podcast, shout out to Conversation Con Artist Podcast. Um, of course, shout out to everyone who listens to the Nerd Play. Again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, show topics, issues that you have with me or Rockman, anything like that. Or if you just want to say, hey, what's up? Um, please send us an email, voice clip, text message, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But send that to um the nerd plate podcast that's all one word all lowercase at gmail.com i could be found at twitter and well not facebook <laughs> those of you who know who i am on facebook you know how to talk to me but on facebook it is the nerd plate on instagram it's the nerd plate on twitter it's play underscore nerd uh i can be found at twitter at leroy ketchum rockman is at rockman infinite and this has been the Nerd Plate. I'm Elroy Ketchum, a.k.a. the High Quality Negro, a.k.a. Birmingham's Last Real Saiyan. Y'all be breezy. Y'all be easy. Always believe in Goku. I'm out.